Gearheads Podcast. Hello peeps and welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. This time, pack of action, I will bring an official GT Endurance driver from the GTWC Europe with ST Racing with Renaldi. I'm talking about Isaac Tumtulum. But before we kick the interview, let me talk about the news on sim racing and talk about my fundraising. Yes, the fundraising unfortunately have to move away to other date. We're talking about the 10th of June of next month. We're gonna celebrate the 100 years of Le Mans and will be pack of good things, different prizes and much more. I will talk on the next pod about everything. But now let's kick and talk about sim racing. Talking about sim racing, I have to start on the different type of title and I receive a LEGO 2K Drive, a reboot or a re- rebrand of the game that was part of our childhood. It's a fun game and expecting a different title, completely arcade, but give us some entertainment and as you can imagine, soon I will be have a, dro- a video on YouTube where I'm talking about it. So I will leave it that part for the video and not bother you about this LEGO 2K Drive. But let's talking about good titles and things are getting juicy. Rensport just closed the official reveal that's set for June and is gonna be on Rensport Summit. But that's right, on this video, this is not another GT3 card as all we have gotten from Rensport so far. We don't know exactly which prototype card it is if it's any specific LMP or maybe even something conceptual or ever this is the big reveal and reconfirms that Rensport is not just going to be the only GT3 simulation program. Talking about Rensport, we need to talk about the ECLR1 and what a finish event for before the majors. What a pleasure to see it on the Twitch and just a close battle between the final team once again. Jordan Morgan was absolutely stunning and presented a very good show. Of course, Team Redline went taking the overall in teams with a global prize of 45k and Luke Bennett take the overall after finishing third in this last round of the spring season. Talking about the last round, it was so packed of action with great driving skills. Like I said, Luke take the third place. James Baldwin returned to the podiums and take the second place for the Mercedes Sport and the winner of this race was Marcel Sinisky for the RAG Sport, the team that takes the second spot. Just to remember that the spring season is finishing with the majors and they will be in Munich on the 2nd and 3rd of June. And that is the ECLR final, the ability the race runs sport in community tournaments appearance by select sim racing creators and final the reveal of the long wait close better for Rensport. I know that random cosign will be there a part of it. I glad to see him join. I cannot wait for him to bring us on YouTube and show us all about it. For sure it will be a great time. It's Munich, lots of beer, vice versa and Schwein Axe. A type of hammock from Bavaria. I could not wait for see it. But continue on this round of sim- simulation but continuing this round of simulation, let me talk about this that iRacing have dropped. 
As you know, I raced every video drop on the last 12 of this month and was a car running around Belle Isle in Detroit. As you could hear, it was the sound of hypercar and a lot of people seem to believe that it will be the Cadillac V-Series RGTP. I will not know nothing about it, but let's hope that is for real. But before we talk about the greatest news in terms of sim rigs, I would love to say that GT Nations is coming back. I missed the first round. Let me see if my energy let me jump a little for the second round. And I'm still having a little bit more fun on it, but as you know, it's always a very good series to continue. Continue on the PS5 uh, Trackmania is available for free from yesterday to everyone. Players will need to link their Ubisoft account to play as they do on the PC. You know, it's one of these finest games where every input matters to getting the best times on each track. When Hot Wheels uh, Unleashed came out a few years ago, it was kind of reminding those track Mania looked, although it's definitely a different type of play of game. Track Mania in any form can be truly addictive and at times frustrating, but like I said, let's change and talk about the big new of this week and that is rock solid rigs manufactured of the rcr21 as you know a sim racing cockpit that is directed by f1 design engineer mark foster is planning on expanding their brand after securing the recent government funding this recent securing of funding has allowed for rock solid new e-commerce website which feature upgraded racing simulator cockpits as well as well as the new options to go live on the 9th of May. Rock Solid Rigs made commonly is their flagship simulator cockpit, you know, is the RSR21 and is available on UK, Europe, USA and Canada. The Rock Solid Rigs is manufactured from renewable plywood, making the RS1 the most environment-friendly simulator cockpit available, not only per the company but saying by me. The model costs anywhere around 350. I will have Mark very soon on the podcast. Will be two interviews. As you can imagine, we have a lot of to talk, a lot of to squeeze. The first interview will focus only on his path as F1 engineer, and we could stay hours and hours to talk. And on the second interview, I will focus about the rock solid rig and what it can offer. As you imagine, is I know I'm bypass as I know Mark not so well, but I know him. But on, believe me in what I say, is an absolutely pleasure to see that rig because it's compact, the durability is amazing, and I don't know, looks amazing, it's something unique. <laughs> While you keep kicking up out about the hardware, let me talk about the Dark Vader style Mark I that was delivered by SimForge. As you know, the official SimForge and normal Mark I will go around 350 uh, pounds, 360 euros. The SimForge Mark I Dark Edition, or Dark Vader as I call it, will go around the 400 uh, euros, so I will say 375 uh, pounds. But please note, these are amounts without shipping cost and any import cost. The total final price of these pedals can always differ by country, but if you are interested, they are two or three pedals without the base plate, and there are also options for this in their webshop. This is a pedal set with three pedals that come with a nicely coat base plate. The difference with the normal Mark I, just a black coating applied to the profiles on the corner piece on the base plate for the extra slick look. 
the approach of the SimForge Mark 1 pedals is to give the user as much quality as possible for the lowest possibility price. To achieve this, a number of choices have been made that make the Mark 1 pedals a set of unique pedals. I will have them soon and I will make a review on them and the way they feeling, but you know, you can always support the channel. Yes! And how can you do it? You may ask. Yeah, you can always join me on my Patreon. My Patreon, you will have a chance to join and choose if you want to join the UK one or you join the Porsche's one. Both of them have the same price, but they will help different institutions. So both of them, they help me and I take 50% for me. The rest 50% will be donated to the charity from the country that I work. In Portugal, you may found Liga Contra Cancro. In England, you found the Macmillan UK. You can always support the channel if you want, if you are a company, by supporting us. And on the same way, everything will be divided by the com if the company is set on a, on a country as Portugal, we always divide with Portugal. If the company is set on UK, we always support the Macmillan UK. For this week on my uh, Patreon, I will not bring you any free mode, but I bring you the race full F1 2023 season. Uh, set of course mode is not by me, so and it's not a free association, but it's a very funny one. We have a total price around £3.98. I know it's quite weird, but that will be only for the cars, as you might know. The guide and these F1 cars are a little bit set up by the classic uh, mode, so it's not a full. Uh, which every every car have a full different spec. A lot of them are liveries, just changing, but still bring something new to a set of Corsa. Yeah, just to close talking about sim racing and move to the interview that is bring us here, I will talk very briefly about the 24 hours I racing ring and I will talk about Jimmy Broadband but starting on the 24 hours I have passing three months from the 24 hours Daytona and we're still having the same problems in the Bing League we need stewards I think to overpower and see what's going around as it's always too much and is always the same problems on this particular race Williams have taken the win in a major series but like I say a lot of mistakes have happened and we need a better control for having a better sport. In the end of the day, this is the game. Expensive hobby and slowly start to be more than that. It's moving towards to be a sport, but for that happen, we need honesty, good racecraft, and that is not happening on these 24 hours on our racing. So I don't know what's your opinion, but let me know what you think about that we should do to have a better races on our racing. But let's move to talking about Jimmy Broadbent. I never have the pleasure to meet Jimmy and uh, what I'm telling here probably he will never listen. <laughs> so, but let me bring in uh, closing and how Jimmy, I was already on sim racing, not so much, but how Jimmy bring me sim racing to me and how he helps to, how he helped me in some parts, in some ways and how sad I am with everything that's been happening on the last week to him. So, I started seeing the videos of Jimmy when I was in a bed in 2018. So, in 2018, around Mars, I went to doctors and I found that I had a colon cancer. I was okay until uh, August, and it's on August that 
I started treatments and everything and I started losing a lot of weight. I could not eat, so I was impossible of walking. So from August until December, basically, I will not be walking. I will be staying on the bed. Uh, if I was walking, it was with clutches or even on the wheelchair. So was that's the way my, my moving. So 90% of my days, I would stay on the bed. And of course, staying on the bed, you have YouTube, you have Netflix, you play PlayStation. That was what, what I could do on as a companion. So, of course, as a fan of uh, simulator and some races, I had a Logitech G920 for the PlayStation and nothing more. So not even uh, a share, no... N- not a sim rig, nothing. So I would clamp it to the to the to a table that I would have it, and that's it. I would play like that. So of course I could not do it. Um, and as I see the videos of Jimmy, because we well, you know he's a goofy person, uh, I start relating because he was passing for a, a little bit for the dark path, and he was always using his strength, and sim racing was helping him. So I would know almostly every Friday. I don't remember now if I'm correct or not uh, that he'll appear on the screen and I will see his lives and everything of course I will never join him as a Patreon or or nothing like that because on that time my income was really really reduced so all, all what I have was to try to pay my rent and I will not spend, I will not spend any money on, on other stuff but so slowly slowly I will get again the feeling of playing the games and uh, when I disclosed with my doctor, because he decided to with the NHS to get me a sim rig, and that was because if I was going to a sim rig, I would have some movements with my legs, even if I could not have the strength to walk or to put my body up. At least I would move my my um, my feet, and that, as I say, even if I was going slowly, it would make like a type of physiotherapy, as if you understand me. But to be honest, I never put in practice until end of November and it's on the end of November that when Jimmy keep talking about this, some of the struggles I see him living in a shed uh, and he's starting to me look I have here something the guy is doing is on some bad condition too he's on a dark path but he's doing it something so let me let me do the same so let me try the games that he's trying let me have a little bit of the joy that he have it so slowly slowly I start playing a little bit more and of course would be project car GT Sport 32 uh, no 34 I think so 34 yeah, 30, 34 and after 30 probably 2 will come after um, I would not say that it was Jimmy that made that happen but Jimmy and of course other youtubers but basically Jimmy was well person that I'm always more related Give me the strength. I'm sorry, strength with my coating ends. Um, to you know, because he gives us a good moment. He brings light uh, to all this, all this time. So he, I would say that every percentage that he helped me, without he realized, without he knows, but he has some impact uh, that changed a little bit my mindset and made me instead of staying on the bed jump to the sim and try to have the same fun that he was having it so you know after of course I start getting better sim racing start going more as a hobby probably I will not be 
so well. But with that, during that time, um, in 2019, I get the way to get some wheels from sponsors, and um, you know, was going very well on GT Sport. Even reproduced some, 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 some Portugal Nation Cups and everything. So I went a little bit good, and that bring, and that bring me a lot of a lot of things. Of course, like I say, after with the work, I have to stop putting a little bit uh, sim racing on the side until um, until the beginning of this year, when uh, unfortunately. I cannot go work again, and I need to be stay more on home. So sim racing is coming back again to pass the time to do other stuff, to you know the podcast cam and everything. Like I said, Jimmy involving on this is small, but he helps a lot. So I take Jimmy on on my heart, and I take Jimmy as a person that. Without him knowing, he helped me and probably helped other ones because he always been probably one of the best sim races in terms of entertainment in YouTube. But now let's bring what's happening. So Jimmy slowly, slowly started to give us opportunity to follow his path and moving a little bit close to the real racing, and that is amazing. He opened the challenge, everything was going beautiful. We see a person that give back to the community. But after that, he received what I consider the worst behavior you can have. So we have a person that I don't want to say the name, but I'm going to call him the Golem. So we see the Golem that see the ring and going to take the ring for him, depending on which way, like being a friend and after betraying, betraying his friends, as you know, as you know the story. But the winner of the content had shit in a way. This Golem that was the winner of the content. Constance have shit in a way and get the top prize. Of course, when this is re- when this is realized, it's very sad because we're talking about Jimmy putting his name, money f- from his from on his side, from of course with other brands. Um, we have probably we have made now the the deal that can shape sim racing in a way. How I would say in with um, Jimmy. Gaming to Moza and be sponsored by Moza, this opened the doors to a lot of things because Jimmy know what we need on sim racing. Of course, I don't say that oh he knows everything about sim racing, no, but he is a person that probably is more related to us from the home because he started from zero to what is say make there. So he been a lot of years involved, so he knows probably what we need. I'm talking the not the professional way, but as that to do it as a hobby, as that to do it as a passion. So I think it will be a very good deal for 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 us for the future. So seeing this golem make something like this uh, let me completely heartfelt uh, when I discover. So honestly, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Where is his pride? Um, a lot of people in modern times they will say that he's changing the cloth, but I don't know. I think that's a shitty behavior. I don't see anyone doing something like this. I don't know why we need to shit to overpower something. If I don't get it on that day, if I don't win it, ah, it's learning because we are evolving. We probably have the wrong setup on a car, probably are doing the wrong things. We need to evolve, we need to learn. I have a lot of things to learn. I keep making mistakes and that's part of life. In, depending on each type of work, you don't want to shit. So imagine you go to a restaurant, you have the best burger ever, but the burger comes from McDonald's. We you know you just changed the patty. 
<laughs> so in the final we have everything put the McDonald's and say, oh this burger is very familiar and we charge him three times more that's the same thing you know you 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 are you open, you open a contest for giving something to the community and after the community give you this one <laughs> uh, I don't know what we felt for sure he will felt the angry that I, I felt when I hear that I think it was I know you hear now the shitting on F1, the shitting on Assetto Corsa Competizione, everything, but after, this is for big brands, you know, and they will deal with that. They will take the measures to deal with that, and that's with, with them. This one is a person that, like us, start from nothing and have make his path on sim racing. And after we pay him like this, nah, that's completely unfair I think it was really sad for for us to see this like I say I think Jimmy I don't know Jimmy I never met him um, I will probably never talk with Jimmy probably if I will go to some place I will, if he's there I will meet him but probably he will never know nothing about this one <laughs> but I will think that Jimmy will pass around. I think I will see him go back to the top on the functions. Put this one on a on a pass. Is in name on name of the sim racing community or name of the people that enjoy sim racing and enjoy see Jimmy doing this. I'm sorry. Um, I hope one day sim racing start to be more fair and more a beautiful community. So once again, in name of everyone that enjoys sim racing. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Yes, like I say on the beginning of the podcast, I have Isaac Tuntulum, a GT driver and prototype. If you know, now he's on the GT Endurance Europe for the GT WC. He drove in Monza, where unfortunately things went a little bit south on turn one when yet show a lot of pace but as you know sometimes that's racing i know that this week he start getting ready for spa for test and show what will bring us on the next month for the 24 hours spa without any further guys isaac tuntulum hi everyone today we have here isaac tuntulum is a GT professional driver now driving for the GT World uh, Endurance Europe, driving on the Ferrari 488 GT3 from the team Rinaldi and the Kurdish racing team. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure and uh, very happy to be here with you guys. Thank you. So you born in Spain? Yeah, I was born. Driving. I was born in Spain. Yeah. You're driving all the time with us under the Spanish flag, but lately we start seeing you having the Kurdish flag with you. Yes. Uh, so you, you driving with your roots? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, we started some years ago with the Barzani racing team, uh, which is Barzani is the okay. president from Kurdistan regional uh, uh, in, in Iraq. And from there on, I've been always driving, let's say, for Spain and Kurdistan. So as I am Kurdish, Spanish, Spanish, Kurdish, most of the times uh, I have my uh, Spanish flag, but in the car I try to put big the Kurdish flag because Spain knows everyone, <laughs> but Kurdistan is not, <laughs> exactly. it's not that well known. So I'm doing a little bit of promotion and I am the, 
first and only athlete to represent Kurdistan officially. So it's a big honor and, and, and big things for me to be able to do that for my country. Yeah, you see that on your uh, on this livery from the Ferrari, you have the red, the white, the green stripe. So it's yeah. it's beautiful. To be fair, it's the, very the nice. this Ferrari, yeah, the Ferrari is really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, always going now with the Ferrari. Any difference comparing the Lamborghini and the Audi? Huge difference. I mean, with the Audi, maybe not that much. Well, there's difference. Okay, but there there are difference, of course, because it's a completely different car. But with the Lambo, it's very different because the Lambo is more uh, sensitive on the rear, more snappy oversteer. So let's say it's a little bit more difficult to, to drive for a gentleman driver. For me, last year was okay. At the beginning, I was getting used to it with the new Evo 1 because the, the normal Huracan GT3 already drove in the past. So at the beginning, it was a little bit hard to get into rhythm because you have to understand the car, the rotation in the rear and everything. And it takes a little bit of time, but with the Ferrari, I only did three laps in uh, the private test on Thursday, and I already did uh, P2 overall. Then the, I, I went a little bit lower because lap times improved when I was not in the car. But immediately, yeah. my lap time in that session with only three laps first time in, my, in the car for me was 149.3, and then in quality I did 48.0. It's big, very small difference, yeah. you know? So, of course, yeah. uh, to get the car to the limit is, uh, like every car, is complicated and you have to understand how to drive the car because the way of driving the car, the Ferrari, is very different. It's more uh, a car that you have to let it roll, uh, not braking until the middle of the corner and then going on throttle, like, let's say, Porsche or even uh, Lamborghini style. It's more letting, uh, letting the car roll in. And to understand this, it takes a little bit of time and driving new tires to know the pick of the mm -hmm. tires and everything. But the car uh, is fantastic and the team is really good as well. Yeah, because my experience with GT cars is, is no on real life is zero, but we always play sim racing. And I said, of course, the competition have the cars there. And like you say, it's a big difference even on a game. The Ferrari is always, if they go real, Ferraris have always more mid-corner speed. It's not so oversteer, as you say. Is is a more is a more easy for who jump straight away in a simulator the Ferrari than the Lamborghini? The Lamborghini is more unstable. It's it it's like a diva. It's a diva car. It's you have to write a setup. <laughs> um, so how was this Monza? We didn't win so well, unfortunately for you guys. <laughs> was not uh, what we expected <laughs> because we didn't make it to the even the first turn. But there's nothing yeah. we could do. There was another car who made a big mistake. Uh, he, he's a friend of mine as well, the one who crashed into us. He was in my wedding yeah. and he was my teammate from years ago. <laughs> and I called him after the race. I said, what happened? I said, no, the car's in front of me, uh, brake too soon. And then to avoid crashing into the Lambo ahead of me, I turned left and then I crashed into you. I said, yes, but uh, Florian, yeah. you have to understand when you make a start, 55 cars, In Monza, T1, nobody's going to break at 150. Only the first five cars. But then the rest, there will be like traffic jam. You have to... It's, it's a traffic jam, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't go full throttle. Just uh, slow down. Try to uh, get very, uh, very into rhythm, you know, and, and know what the others are going to do, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the problem is he was, trying, he was trying to break late. <laughs> <laughs> Monza is always a tricky one. Yeah. I sometimes I, I I question myself if the first lap they should not open the chicane just for the cars getting a little bit more pace because it's always... You know what we said to my teammate, to Samantha? We told her, uh, don't make the, the corner, just go straight. 
Yeah. <laughs> the thing for us and for her, let's say, was not to make the first chicken, just to go straight. She will lose a little bit of time with the, you know, the tire protections and everything because you have to make the slower chicane, but you are safe. Yeah. So the idea is to keep the car on the left side and go straight, not to get it. Yeah, we problem. saw even uh, Sebastian Vettel, he made it one time for Ferrari. He, he just go, and I think it was the, the IRS, exactly. uh, like, and he just take them in front. But unfortunately, so, we didn't make it, but the car was good. The car was good to drive, and I think we showed good performance in qualifying. Still, my ideal lap was almost one second to my uh, lap because, as I told you, I was getting to know the car. It was the first time for me with uh, not so much fuel and new tires on the car. And if I do my ideal lap, it would have been for sure P1 in class and maybe P20, P25. But at the end, I, okay. in my quality, I did P2 and P43 overall. And it was decent time for my first time in the Ferrari. And then and the car was good. and was really good on race pace, better than in qualifying for me. Okay. Yeah, because the Ferrari is always a little bit more speed. The, the 488 is yeah. always have a little bit more speed straight and, uh, and acceleration. I always like that. A big difference to the 296. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I never tried. And I didn't drive. But I think <laughs> but uh, it... we will have it now. I think because of the okay. what, what we told to Ferrari, because we are waiting to get the new car. Normally, it should okay. arrive for the 24 hours of Spa. But okay. after the crash we had at the start, Samantha who is the and Rinaldi, they are the ones buying the car. They told to Ferrari, look, we, we had a very bad luck. The car is very big damage in the front. Of course, they will prepare it. But I think now it's the time that you try to get out the car for Paul Picard, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see if we can get it. That was good because I think uh, I like the 4888, but the 296 is, is beautiful, I think. Uh, it's, still, still it's the balance of performance. The balance of performance is not working out yet for the car because normally okay. Erwidi and this driver should be in top five in qualifying and they still have a lack of uh, performance due to the BOP. Okay. But uh, okay. it's an amazing car. It's, uh, it's uh, As I said many times, it's a prototype. I mean, it's not a GT anymore. First time I saw it last year in Spa 24, they displayed the car and they presented the car. I saw it and I said, this is like a, a prototype. You remember like the Ford uh, from WEC, the GTE, the Ford? Uh, yes. It's the same. It didn't look like a, uh, a GT. It looked like a prototype. So for me, it's the same concept. Okay. And now we're speaking about prototype. I know that you have, you have some experience on LMP1. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? I did a test, a uh, two-day test with LMP1 some years ago, and it's the most amazing car I ever drove in my life. It's uh, okay. more than the power of the engine is the braking. Of course, the corner speed as well, but the most amazing thing is the braking because you have carbo-ceramic brakes with a lot of downforce, mm -hmm. and I was uh, driving the car testing in many course. And the first time I was braking in the in Adelaide, in the back straight, uh, they told me, be careful because the car is braking a lot and your head will go down. I said, yeah, don't worry. First time I brake and the car <laughs> went like this. And when I stopped braking, it still had uh, 50 meters to the corner. <laughs> I said, okay, I have to brake later and, and keep my head up. You know? So the car was amazing. Right. And I also did the Daytona 24 with the LMPC, which is kind of an LMP3. Yep. 2014. No. And all right. I, I made my I made my my search. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that car was not that nice to to drive because it's less downforce. Also, the tires Continental okay. were not so nice. We were driving Continental in that time, but 
but it still was a prototype and was a nice car. But the LMP1, I think, is the best and the fastest car I ever drove in my life. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you always been uh, racing, you starting go karts. Yeah. Make all the categories in Spain. You won in Spain on go karts. After you you go to the Porsche Mobile One Cup, Super Cup, Lamborghini Trofeo. So you always been involving on the touring cars. Is any 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 racing that is missing? Yeah. About touring cars? One race, the Le Mans 24. Why? Oh, of course. <laughs> That's the only, the only one I'm missing because I did the Daytona. I did many times Dubai, Abu Dhabi. I was there two times in the Monaco GP with the Porsche Super Cup. So for me, the only okay. one missing, uh, it's uh, Le Mans 24. Some of the drivers, they will say also the Nürburgring 24. But for me, okay. uh, I'm not... Le Mans is Le Mans. I mean, it's Le Mans. <laughs> I, even they, they told me many times yeah. to drive in Nürburgring, in North Life. But I'm a little bit afraid, yeah. and I don't think I will like okay. I will like the track because you need to go on the limit, and it's dangerous, you know. Yeah, is and it's a track that you need to learn and learn and learn. It's twenty kilometers yeah. is impossible. You're gonna remember all the corners, one hundred percent is. Yeah. The race yeah. missing is the Le Mans 24. Last year I did the Spa 24, which was also a race I wanted to do, and this year hopefully I will do it again. But the only one missing is Le Mans 24, and that's why. Last year, I was uh, pushing uh, FIA to get the downgrade to bronze category driver. Okay. Because uh, okay. I've, I've been always uh, silver. And some years ago, silver. I even wanted to move up to gold to up upgrade me. But finally, I kept silver. And last year, I was pushing and making different requests and showing them data, many things, to be able to get the bronze driver's categorization so I can go and I have uh, better possibilities to go to the Mato 24 because at the end, most of the cars in the AM category, they need uh, very fast bronze. And I think the bronze driver is the one making the difference to be in the front or not. Okay. All right, that's perfect. Yeah. So um, what do you think for the future? What is, you already speak about Le Mans. What is, uh, right. what's going to be? Staying on GT? Yeah, for sure. I think I will stay in GT. Maybe... There could be a possibility to do some prototypes. Uh, this year, okay. I have a possibility uh, because of my bronze driver categorization. Many teams contact me for the ELMS Sweet. to race in LMP3 and also LMP2. But uh, at the end, it's not the kind of car uh, I'm experienced. I'm more experienced in GTs and I can prove myself and show my performance better on a GT car. And as well, I'm very experienced in endurance. So races uh, from three to six to 12 to 24 hours, I've done so many. Then I'm, I'm very experienced on race pace, on, on race traffic and everything. So my idea is to keep uh, on endurance racing, uh, hopefully in GT, but I'm open also to prototype possibilities. So you probably move to the WEC soon? That, that's the dream. I mean, well, <laughs> now with the new, the new uh, GT3 category, And the LMDH and all the new categories coming that will be all together next year, it's going to be massive. Uh, nowadays, the WEC still has a lack of uh, performance and competitivity in the GT class. And this year, even more because okay. there isn't and not anymore the GT Pro class, it's only GTM. Yeah. So if you compare yeah. the drivers uh, line up, the costumes and everything in WEC and GT World Challenge, GT World Challenge is much higher. So it's a good place to learn and, and know the speed and get into rhythm. Mm -hmm. But of course, work, I think, from next year on is going to be massive and they are going to try to get a lot of uh, teams, drivers and cars driving into the World Challenge going to work. 
yeah, the, the GT and the endurance and the prototypes are evolving. I think you got going again for another golden era oh, oh. because I remember on the on the 90s, like yeah. we we grew up, we born on the 80s. Yeah. On the 90s, we have such good races of GT, and after on the last years they went a little bit down, but now we see Ferrari back yeah. uh, with strength to GT and prototypes. You have Porsche coming, even in America, the Acura is going everywhere so i think we're gonna we go entering another yeah, golden area. Entering a yeah. area now i think yeah i think so i think so and uh, so what's what you do after the after racing I, you follow the steps of your father as a football agent yeah. for what i see yeah it's been uh, <laughs> already many years i'm working in football uh, okay. i started a little bit with my father but many, many years ago, just to learn about the business, also because I love football. I play football, semi-professional football, not 100% because I'm not good enough. <laughs> but I, I love always football. I still play football from time to time with friends. So I started many years ago with my father. I had the opportunity to learn a little bit this business, to know people and all this. And since more or less 2018, 19, uh, I decided uh, not to do 100% professional, the racing. So, of course, I'm still okay. a professional driver, but I don't do only that. Before, I was doing 13, 14, 15 races a year. But now I'm only uh, okay. focused on doing from five to seven races. And then the rest uh, okay. work on football because at the end, I love it too. I love football. I watch football every day. Uh, I speak different languages, which helps me a lot in talking with different teams. And I also uh, earn more money in, in football than motorsport. Because motorsport, uh, if yeah. you don't... Uh, lose money and you make just a little bit of money it's already a big success <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i know i know this is, is a hard work and any football players that you famous that you guys are working now on your rosters um, i am more based and working more as intermediary with football teams rather than football players okay. uh, because uh, right. it's difficult to deal with the football players most of them so <laughs> I, I, have, I imagine i imagine yeah. So I have a better relationship with the teams, but I can tell you, for example, I did uh, Luke de Jong to Football Club Barcelona and to PSV. I did also Jules, Jules okay. Kounde to uh, Football Club Barcelona, Martial, uh, Anthony Martial to Sevilla, Munir to Getafe. All, most okay. of the players I did, or yeah, 99% of the players I did are uh, top teams and first division teams, but always in between the clubs, as an inter intermediary. So my relation with the clubs is very okay. strong, and with the players, most of them, I even never met them. All right, but it's good. It's a, it's a different, it's a different world, no? Compare, comparing to racing, it's a different world, but also with a lot of uh, ego, like in racing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can, I can imagine. I can imagine. So uh, on the on the channel, I always do a quick fire questions. So a couple of questions that you will try to answer. Quick fire is that nothing, nothing major, simple. Don't worry. Okay. To start, favorite car. Porsche, but don't say very loud. Porsche, because <laughs> I am out. I am out the <laughs> but favorite car, Porsche. I can tell you the model, nine nine eleven. <laughs> uh, you do you do you think that Porsche, the love for Porsche, came as you get older? As a kid, I never cared so much as a Porsche, uh, but as soon I go. On my 30s, Porsche start growing up and it's growing been up. Always, it's been always my favorite car. When okay. I was young, okay, when I was younger, of course, I loved also Ferrari because my grandfather had... Yeah, it was F40. Yeah, F40. We grew up okay. on F40. F40 probably is my favorite car as a model, but favorite okay. brand okay. is Porsche. 
Okay. Uh, so you are like me. I I I grew up and the dream car was always the F40. And after I don't think all the cars that come from the design of F40, like the Honda NSX, that if you if you think is a a Ferrari F40, I always love it. I don't know Ferrari F40. You have something there that if when I see it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Favorite truck. You will, you will uh, smile, but probably Ocean's Eleven in Germany. I love these small trucks. I really? Love small trucks. Okay. Where, where I am fast, I like it. So I'm always very fast in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it's not. It's not such a small truck. Is what one point six kilometers? No, uh, I think three. Or, or no, three point six or four kilometers. Ah, okay. But you the are the mean, full layout. The yeah, full layout. But I mean, ah, okay. Uh, the full layout. Okay. It's tight. It's not like the new trucks, you know. I love more the old school trucks like uh, Ocean's Eleven or even Valencia or Brands Brands okay. Hatch. I didn't have a good uh, uh, how do you say a good experience last year because of the team and car I was driving, but I love it also. Okay. Um, best race ever done. Twenty-four hours of Dubai, two thousand fourteen. I raced with fourteen. Uh, okay. ABT yeah. with Apt. No, 14, no, yeah. sorry, 15, 2016, fuck, <laughs> let me think. Because <laughs> no, 2014, you get second place. No, it was 2016, and you drive... I got third place overall with the AB, with up, 2016. Okay. Uh, for me, okay. I think was the race I had the best performance ever, because I drove uh, many hours, and I drove without any mistakes, and I was really fast, really consistent, and that gave me the opportunity to drive uh, as a semi factory driver for Audi in GT Masters. Okay, on the ADAC, yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, dream, dream car to drive, which car you want to compete, compete? To, to race with. To race, yeah. No, I, so many. <laughs> I, try, I try most of the cars, so probably nowadays maybe the <laughs> I would like to, to race and try the 911 GT3R, the new one. Maybe okay. With, the 992, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. The competition that's missing on your life, we already kick out, gonna yeah, be Mark the man. Uh, favorite driver that you grew up? Which driver that you okay. always the follow? Driver that I compete with, that I think is the best driver. No, 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 no. The drive, driver that uh, on your life that you think was the best driver. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. And a driver that you want to compete, that you have to as a co-driver, as you're on the car. Well, I like very much, and I had the opportunity to race with uh, Ren Rust. And okay, he was my teammate in Porsche Super Cup 2009, and I raced with him three years in Super Cup in different teams, and he's been always the fastest by far. And I think I would like to race again with him and try to look at his data and improve from his uh, lap times. Improve, yeah. Um, you have any experience on sim racing? I do, but not uh, that much on online racing. I just do it for practice. Okay. Yeah. For practice. Any 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 preference uh, racing game? Mostly I use Assetto Corsa and then uh, R Factor okay. as well. But mostly okay. Assetto Corsa. And uh, any and Assetto okay. Corsa competizione. It's yeah. competizione. It's uh, it's very it's very similar to the um, GT World. Uh, it's, think? It, it's helpful. Because at it's the, getting yeah, there. It's, it's okay. helpful because at the, at the end you get to learn the breaking points around because it always depending on the grip on the track. 
but you get to know a little bit the wrecking points, the gears, the corner speed. So it's very helpful to memorize uh, days or weeks before going to the next race. You have already in your mind where to break, well, how many upshift, how many downshift. So it's good for that, for practice. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. So any favorite hardware? Which uh, type of wheel that you are using? I'm using uh, the, the engine is the Fanatec. And okay. the engine I'm using is the Cube Controls. And I like it very much on the display on the bottoms. And the pedals, honestly, I don't remember the ones I'm using because I got everything from Syntec Pro because they, they are my uh, okay. island his ambassador for the brand. And they do all okay. the assembly and they put some pedals. That I, re I don't remember, but I can tell you later. They are really good because you get nice. a lot of feeling on braking. You know, it's very important. The people doesn't understand, but it's yes. very important that to be able to brake, you have to do it more or less with the same pressure like you do it on the car. And at the end, we reach... In, in, in Monza, I reached once 175 bars at the first chicane. But oh. normally it should be 140, okay. <laughs> 150. So at the end, to have some pedals that you That's... can reach that uh, level of uh, strength is very important. All right, perfect. Um, and um, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask to ask you, what was the best football uh, uh, transaction that you made? It You probably look the young, no? As you already referred. It's been, I will tell the first big one I did, which is Luke de Jong Barcelona. And then Jules Kunde also to Football Club Barcelona. Because Barca is my team, so I love team. And yeah, I was <laughs> to ask you, so you I are. Uh... So to be able to help. Yeah, you are Catalonia, you know, anyone in Catalonia or it's Barca. Espanol, not so much. And uh, Girona is coming. I think Girona is, is having have a good fan base. For me, I, I saw Barcelona only one time. I saw Barcelona playing against Athletic uh, Bilbao on the old, on the old Samames. It was for the Tasse del Rey. Yeah, it was in a uh, Tasse del Rey. And I, I love it. I think the people in Bilbao, they love so much the team. All, all the... I like the structure they have because they never get players out of the Basque country. And that's amazing. That's the only team together with Barca Madrid. They never got relegated. And only using local exactly. players, not even from Spain, only from Basque country. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, no? Uh, to finish, uh, I always ask this one. I know that's very difficult, but as you know, we are... Uh, we are a, no, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, as you know, we are a, a small uh, podcast and a small uh, racing environment. So our goal is support people that, like me, have suffered cancer. So if any day you will have a chance to have a sticker from, from us on one of your your cars, <laughs> will be something <laughs> something good for us. Yeah, and um, me. I will I will... my address, send it, and I will put it on the next race. Okay. <laughs> I, I, if you, I will go to Brandach. So me and uh, Christina, my wife, uh, because we are one hour away, so we will go to Brandach. I will have a fundraising on the 13th. So... We make a big fundraising for Macmillan with a couple of simulators. It's a little bit far away from Brandach, it's one hour and a half. So I will not be able to ask you <laughs> to come to us because it's very difficult for traveling and after. But we will go to Brandach and we'll hope to see you there because I think we'll be, we'll be good. We're in Brandach. No, no, I'm only, I'm only oh. doing endurance. And Brandach is a sprint. Oh, okay. So, but we'll go Samantha and uh, John Miller, we'll go. No, no, really, no? Okay, yeah. Doing quite, a, quite sad for that. Endurance Cup and Brands Hatch is the Spring Cup. Okay. I rushed there last year, but this year I'm not going to come, unfortunately. 
Okay, so we go to yeah, poll record after. Poll recap. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit difficult because I'm not allowed to travel and you know I'm I'm already not able to to drive real real cars, so they they don't allow me because my hands are a little bit quite dodgy, so I already have quite difficulty to driving, so I need to take slowly. But yeah, so I hope I will have the pleasure to see you. Who knows? I will go to the 24 hours hopefully, spa. Hopefully, yes, you will feel better and you will be able to come. <laughs> Let me know and I will get you some tickets. Yeah, I think spa, spa, yeah, spa is is easier for for us because you always can go by train. And after is is a is a easier. France is always more far, more is you know France is huge, it's far away, and uh, you know with all these problems now with France, it's quite difficult to go to go with France. But Belgium, I will try my best. We'll try to go. Okay, <laughs> for my for my part, thank you so much for being with us. Too, it's a pleasure. And uh, and I I wish you the best, and I hope Paul Rich are going much better Hopefully, than Monza. Yeah. And you're going to be able, able to, able to, to, be able to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly, Richard. Thank you so much, Isaac, for my part. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk with this legend from Spain GT Motorsport. Because he's a legend because he's already been winning a lot on ACE competition. But not only is a legend in the racetrack, but he's even outside of it, as you know, as he's been involving with a lot of deals for the Football Club Barcelona. And congrats on winning the La Liga on last weekend. I will say, I will hope soon I will be able to be in Spa. Of course, I would like to see this legend driving the Ferrari. I will hope the 296, if not the 488 Evo 2 GT3 in Spa with the Kurdish colors in contrast with the black matte of the car. But as you know, it's time to speak about motorsport. Starting to talk about motorsport, I need to talk about the WRC that started in Coimbra last Thursday. As you know, it's been always a starting point for the rally and that's the town where I came from. It's always beautiful to see that. Power stage is being moved to Figueira so it's a little bit different and to finish the, that part of the town on the rally but still it was nice and something beautiful and something good to see in terms of what we learned from the WRC Rovan Perry is back and have his first victory showing speed in dirt I think it was really good to see him showing that amount of speed comparing with the other ones for I think need more durability on the car since the car seemed to fail in crucial points, not only with Ototanaka and Lucky, but with the other drivers too. Danny Sordo kept Craig being with him, not only on delivery, but I think on his car and the way that he drove was, I think was fantastic. He got a second place and he all the time that he was speaking was always missing Craig Breen and I think Hyundai keep having the delivery was a very good point. I think Oliver Solberg have ends to go back to WRC, even taking one minute of penalty, as he say for the fans when he have a donut. Uh, he finished two seconds only behind on the WRC too, so I think he have a lot to show us and a lot to give us, jumping more to the main category. Moving to IMSA that was in Laguna Seca, of course, as you know, a lot of changes happened on the circuit, but what we learned was Cadillac is fast. First race at the Cadillac didn't have any issue and they show a lot of speed, a lot of commitment. 
the Acura apparently have problems with the tire temperature and tire pressure so I um, messaged the flip on his Instagram and asking if it was because during the 35 and 45 uh, laps it was going fast the car was super fast but after as soon as it started getting more hot on the circuit he started going slowly and he said that I'm not so far away so I presume he's there some issue with the tire uh, could be some issues with the tire temperature or something with the setup that didn't work but anyway Acura have announced that two cars are coming for next year and Mercedes show a lot of class on the GTD Pro promising probably better battles for the future and I think EMSA are giving us a very good battles on this season continue in um, America I could not see the rest of IndyCar so I cannot say to you what I learned or not I learned I just saw uh, briefly the highlights but I could see that the Alex Palou had the first victory and I can see that he had a very good tire strategy and that's payoff moving to what we learned from the GTWC Europe in Brandage that I've been around and I will talking about that on the next pod I will talking about everything that I learned from there everything that I like it Valentin Rossi waiting time and payoff second race issue speed and class holding that second position and having the first podium ever on the category Rafael Marcello have a different type of speed is a different type of gravy he win the first race and on the second race he give us a unique show he have a double overtake and I think until the last 10 minutes before the finish he was the fastest and I was thinking he could manage to get that podium unfortunately it didn't happen but one thing was the 18 car was slow really really slow two uh, silver drivers on the first race and the blue flags they was causing problems to breathe blocking overtakes and as, as I saw on the on the druids so and that happened on the first race it was really strange after the second race he didn't get the last position because two cars went out but he still goes going slow going being lapped overlap I think he just has three laps that he was passed or two laps but still very very slow and I didn't understand how the car could be allowed to stay there but it's everything next week we're going to bring a lot of things we're going to talk about like I say the GT uh, in Brandage I was talking about my fundraising but I will not having because as you know was moved to the 10 but in any way I will see you and we have a lot of things to talk on the next podcast see you guys